Welcome to One Interview, One World. This is Lainey Kay, and this show is about interviewing people from all walks of life because everyone has a story to share and we can all learn from each other. I hope you enjoy listening. As I was six years old, and I just knew that I was leaving Vietnam and I couldn't tell a single person. Oh my gosh. So I had Not a, even family? Um, maybe family, I, know. family no, uh-huh. but like right, teachers or friends, else. we were hush hush about it. So we had to like keep it a secret. Yeah, not true strangers, nobody. Yeah, not even your close friends. You say nothing. Aww. Every time I arrive, I mean, I wake up very early, like five a.m. Mm-hmm. for a flight or mm-hmm. need to leave somewhere. Yeah, I say it never dawns me that feeling of leaving that morning. It etched me so deep that wow. every morning, that kind of morning, yeah. it's like I'm running away. I had to pack up everything, and that was the feeling. I have. I remember that feeling. Yeah. So whenever you travel, it fun. feels like that? Yeah. Oh. When I have to leave that early, it's okay. like that memory. It reminds you. It reminds, just it, sinks right yeah, in. Yeah, it's a um, trigger. Yeah. It triggers that. This is Lainey Kay with One Interview, One World, and today I'm interviewing Susan. And Susan is originally from Vietnam, and she came here at the age of seven, and she has quite an interesting story about that traveling to get here and, you know, coming from basically a war-torn country. And so we're going to learn about that story. So thank you so much for doing this. I so appreciate it. Because I know it's probably not easy, but it's, you know, I've always wondered about it myself. You know, so many people when I was in high school even came all of a sudden, you know, they're all coming mm. from Vietnam. And, you know, I, I never, never really knew, like, probably the depth of what mm. they went through. So thank you mm. so much. Thank you for having me. All right, Susan. So why don't you tell me what you remember from when you were young and in Vietnam, what happened, what you remember of that. Okay. Um, I was born in the city of Saigon in um, Southeast Asia, in a country called Vietnam. I um, have my parents. Uh, we live very interesting lives because in that culture and that time, I um, most of the time see them only in the weekend. I would be with my grandparents on both sides. Um, they helped that, raise you yeah, during the week. Yeah. Yeah, so those are my memories of living with them. And so my grandmothers became very close to me as I uh, become an adult. And I see the bonding of my family, of my extended family, because they all took care of me. I have lots of aunts and uncles, um, seven on my dad's side and eight on my mom's side. So I had lots of cousins. And growing up um, in Vietnam were lots of those family gathering and family events that brings the family together mm-hmm. and so a lot of I, I was fortunately I have pictures of that and I get to treasure that and yeah and um, at the age of uh, close to probably six it was when my um, family uh, decided to leave everything and come to America and my dad had a business uh, soy sauce um, company mm-hmm. uh, that he worked as an accountant there and mom was working at some pharmaceutical company and um, they gave up everything to um, leave because uh, 1976 around that time was uh, when the war was happening in Vietnam and I remember the bombing noise and where the siren goes off and you have to be inside and you would have to duck just hide undercover, and those were um, in my memory, off mm-hmm. and on. I don't, yeah. I didn't ever see any dead people, but mm-hmm. I just remember that there was a lot of fear, right? Right, because there was a lot of unknown, and um, so. So, was yeah. it normal for parents then to go like somewhere and work? Was that typical, and like the older generation took care? Was that the norm, or was it that your parents, they had very good jobs and they needed to go and leave? I think I think they had good jobs, mm-hmm. and that's why, um, and they couldn't take care of the kids and do that. Right. So I'm not sure was, I, I also know that my mom was very young, like she was only like eight, 19 when she had oh, me. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, and so she had eight brothers and sisters, and so she did not want to 
um, stay home anymore. Oh. <laughs> so she made a choice to go to work. Uh -huh. So going to work means I have to be cared by someone. Yeah. And I went to my grandparents and my brother went to babysitter, nanny. Okay, so is yeah. it just you and your brother? Yeah, okay. yeah. So I have a younger brother, three years younger than me. Okay. Yeah. And, and so we didn't have a lot of sibling bonding because of that separation mm -hmm. and not going to the same school. I remember going to school where I'm at my grandmother's house, my cousin would take me to school and bring me back, and then I have a different life on the weekend. It's like, okay, they take me out and they have, we have fun and then they bring me back. So I had a lot of um, insecurity growing mm -hmm. up. I think um, cousins explained to me and I can understand why, because I, I have this separation emotionally, a detachment with my parents um, that only trying to come back as an adult. But it was because those bonding didn't take place mm. those early years. Wow. Until we came to America, and part of the story is I, I left uh, Vietnam at the age of six mm -hmm. as a refugee. So we packed up that morning of, <coughs> um, I believe it was probably March uh, of 1977, that year. And um, and I was told that the story began with my parents um, talking to my uncle, which is my mom's sister, um, just looking at the 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 situation and checking it out and finding out, you know, how to get involved in something like that to to leave the country. Mm -hmm. So it had to be a very secretive thing and. Um, I'm only gathering information as I grew up, and right. but as I was six years old, and I just knew that I was leaving Vietnam, and I couldn't tell a single person. Oh my gosh! So I had not even family. Um, or did family maybe I, know? family no, uh -huh. but like right, teachers or friends, else. we were hush hush about it. So we had to like keep it a secret. Yeah, not to strangers, nobody. Yeah, not even your close friends. You say nothing. Aww. Yeah. That's a stress, and that's really it, hard yeah. for a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, a lot of, like, you don't trust people, you know, because yeah. we can't talk about anything, nothing. So they told us not to tell. And so that morning of, so when they decided a date, we took off um, mm -hmm. on the journey. And, Walking, driving? Um, first was, um, what do you call that? Uh, rickshaw? Yeah, rickshaw. Uh -huh. Yeah, so we have a rickshaw, and it took my brother, m mom, and my cousin, who was two, and her mom, and that was all of us going. Uh, so women and children were going separate journey than the, the husbands. Really? Mm -hmm. So I didn't see my dad all day, and I didn't even know where he was. <laughs> but not the grandparents, they didn't? They didn't uh, go with us. Okay. They didn't go with us. Um, they had a separate journey. Oh. Um, so we left that spring of uh, 1977, mm -hmm. and um, early morning, uh, about probably 4.35 a.m., so before it was even sunlight, um, took the uh, rickshaw mm -hmm. um, out to, I don't know, to a nearby house, uh -huh. and then the house would take us somewhere to the bus. Um, this we did this so that people wouldn't trace our step. Mm -hmm. So it kind of went on a car to a boat to a, another place until we got into another boat. So this whole journey ended up all the way to like five p.m. Mm -hmm. At five p.m. we um, took off again on a boat, if like smaller than a, a little bigger than a fishing boat mm -hmm. for like I don't know, fifteen twenty people. Mm -hmm. So at this point, we were supposed to meet the men in the middle of the ocean somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And I can hear all the women scared yeah. and crying and children. And they're like, let's go back because the waves are getting stronger. It's getting dark. And they're like, we, 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 we just can't make it. We just won't make it. And so they are, you know, just crying out for fear Aww. and crying out so for... So you guys are in, like, the middle waiting to meet with them yeah. in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now, did we're, we're traveling as we are yes. going to. But are, is it just you guys or is there like a person that knew like that's rowing the boat or? Yeah, they're, 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 they're paid to, to yeah. take you. Yeah, they okay. know where they're going. Okay. Yeah, but the thing is that my dad says, is this a miracle point of 
a meeting because right. the husbands were having a party and they're drinking and they're uh, not paying attention. Oh, no. So they, they're, they're even like, oh, just forget the women. Just <gasps> leave. Just whatever. Let's just oh, not even need to see them. So that would have been like a devastation <laughs> to our life. Yeah. But that didn't happen, you know, as we, pers- they, the women and children were pursuing um, the, the, the husbands mm-hmm. or men of their lives. And they, as, at, at quite a long time, mm-hmm. the meeting did happen. And it was dark, you know, and I don't even know, like, did they have a latitude and <laughs> craft, geographic area to meet? I, I don't know. They mm-hmm. just like, okay, we're supposed to spot, spy on the, you know, spot on them and, and if they miss it and they're not paying attention, then well, well then that's that. <laughs> we would turn back or something. But it, it, they saw us, and mm-hmm. um, so we got onto a bigger boat. I was told that boat was about only thirty feet. Thirty feet. Yeah. Thirty feet. And how many? What people? would you say this this room size up? That's from probably here, about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that's about that size. And it was about 30, 40 people. Uh, in there, oh and so you're squatting. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like your cruise ship. I'm on it. Like, very tight spot. So, and then you feel spot. like you're, if the boat got stopped, you would be in trouble, I would assume. Yeah. You, you don't feel comfortable. Right. So you're, like, hiding, kind of. Right, because you were running away. You're, right. We're not, like, you know, um, supposed to be known. Otherwise, if they see you, they'll capture you back. They're, like, you know. So the, I was told that this, uh, this, Transaction was quite an expense. Of course, it was ten thousand dollars each of us. Yeah, that is a lot of money. Yeah. So wow. we sold everything. Dad says that for your freedom, for your yeah. for your future, you are we we pay this for you. Hmm. So a price. <laughs> Did your a, grandparents help pay for that too, or probably? Yeah. 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 Wow. So there was a lot of. Of course, I remember that morning. It was very sad leaving. Of course, because. Um, they so they didn't. They them. didn't even know that we're, we, you know, are we gonna make it? Right. And are we gonna see each other again? So I, of course, I don't understand the impact of that at mm-hmm. six years old. But mm-hmm. you know, being erupt of a your home, right, and and going somewhere I don't know where I'm going. Gosh, it's so far. You have no destination. So we basically travel across the world. <laughs> so we end up in Malaysia. Okay. From Vietnam to Malaysia, okay. I about took a week. Oh, that's a long time. But that was, I don't know where our destination was supposed to be, mm-hmm. but because of after a week of being on the sea, a lot of us were sick. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us were, well, we're running out of food too. Mm-hmm. We need to um, uh, stop stock, stock up mm-hmm. and stuff. But, um, they just left you, they just dropped you off in Malaysia? No, we, we actually were traveling and I'm not sure, it, yeah, I'm not sure, are we heading to somewhere? Yeah. Are we heading to America? We, where are we heading, okay. right? But because food was um, getting low and, um, well, let me backtrack a little bit. So I remember the kerosene, I think, the, the, the fuel mm-hmm. spilled over the food. So therefore, we lost quite oh. a bit amount of food, too. So okay. that, that, I just remember that scent, yeah. of, you know, that fuel okay. just um, got into the food. And therefore, we were short on a little bit of food. And... My parents always want to give me hope, and they're like, oh, there, there are a lot of great apples in America. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> so we're like sending to look forward oh. to. <laughs> and so I remember these funny well, stories. How old were your parents then? They were very Probably young. in the, yeah. In, in 20s, the, huh? Yeah, 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 late 20s, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. So we, end up, so we end up um, being in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we asked the Malaysian government to help us with food, and they were very nice, and they gave us food. Um, we asked them, can we stay? And they said, no, we cannot let you be here. Um, second miracle <laughs> was that um, they let us have the food, and they said, you have to leave. So we were a little saddened by that, but we were told that we they can't accept us. So we ate the food and um, left left their land and in I say the boys a box of cookie but that's is a box of rice okay mm-hmm. it's a box of rice okay so we cook we're getting the rice out and there was a note in the rice bucket wow. and the note which is I'm thinking is amazing because I don't know what language can be um, is it in Chinese is it in Vietnamese is what is it that we can all understand because the note says 
if you want us to help you, you need to shipwreck your boat. Uh -huh. So then you have nowhere to go. Oh. So as a group of um, people who were making decisions, they said, this is, this is what we're going to do. Okay. So we're going to shipwreck the boat. Mm -hmm. Two, only out of like 30 passengers, only two people knew how to swim. One was my <gasps> uncle, which is my cousin's dad, uh -huh. and his brother. No, that's very scary then. Yeah. Uh -huh. So they swam back and forth to save these 30 lives. Oh. That's beautiful, though. Yeah, that says that we owe them such a tribute to, to what they've done, that the significant that we did not know these years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that night, we landed in Malaysia um, on the shore, and no one helping us, and I barely had a blanket to cover me, and it was raining. Like, like I just bought this sweater, and this is lighter than this. It was like this. Yeah. That's all I had. Aww. It was my great grandmother who made and that's it for it? me. Yeah, that was it. Aww. So yeah, you everything, had to leave yeah, whatever everything, you yeah, brought. yeah, everything oh had to gosh. just, just, just wow. buy goodbye. Aww. So I learned to live with very little mm -hmm. <laughs> in those times, and that's how I grew up. But I guess it was a huge relief, even just to be in Malaysia. Yeah. And out of Vietnam. To stop. Yeah, yeah. To be on land. Right. Um, my parents says that. Be you know, after they came to America, they didn't want to look at the ocean for like at least a year. They couldn't see the ocean. It was oh. so traumatic for them. Gosh. They didn't want to see the ocean. I'm like, oh, really? I mean, gosh, we love the ocean now. Yeah. <laughs> they, they take walks around the ocean, oh, they say. But it took them a long time. Yeah. 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 That yeah. makes sense because, I mean, here you're, you do this journey with no idea, but then you have to like risk your life. And then it's not even just you risking your life, it's your children. So... To see that, mm -hmm. can you? I can't start right. to even imagine. Right, for my grandmother's on yeah. her her perspective of letting oh letting that her children and, and just even like from the boat, your parents have to trust two yeah. people yeah. to save you guys, you know, their children. Yeah. So. Yeah. Pretty pretty. So there is a God because we I saw know, that His yeah. hand was working on this because, um, if you hear a lot of this familiar story, it is not that usually it's very high percentage that they get captured back. Okay. And um, that didn't happen to us a lot. Of, it was very, I mean, in a way, it was very smooth sailing. Yeah. Um, in every point, um, we didn't get any, you know, trauma by any, you That's know, good. pirates. Cause That's it was very calming. Okay. Yeah. So we ended in Malaysia, and they helped us um, settle, and uh, we were in a camp, refugee camp for mm -hmm. there for six months. Mm -hmm. And then um, living in the camp was very interesting. You're confined. Um, they're not, they didn't treat us any uh, anything bad. It's just you're confined. So you can't go anywhere. No. It's like you're no. kind of in jail. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And you, and um, a f our family was four and we had a space of uh, like your queen side bed. That was all your belonging. That's what you do. You just stay there and you sleep there. I mean, we can walk around and play and stuff, but um, in a, I don't know, it's like a, you know, one big bungalow mm -hmm. building. Okay. F with a lot more people. Right. And you, it's like a communal mm -hmm. uh, cooking area and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, so we live like under that for six months and um, I have pictures of it Aww. and I show it to my kids off and on. And mm -hmm. So this is, where, this is where mommy lived for a while. And they were Malaysian people are very nice. That's I think good. I think for that reason, uh, we were we were saved. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. I like I mean, that. Who who would write a note? Right. For us to even discover. Mm -hmm. You know. That was super kind. Yeah, and very supernatural too. <laughs> oh my gosh! So yeah. when you see things now in the world, this type of thing still happening, unless you're like, oh, I know what they're going through. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, to to run with nothing and mm -hmm. to that your life is the only thing that's at stake and that's that's all you can have and nothing matters. So yeah. that is pretty amazing. Yeah. Or did you so have um, did, what do your parents remember from the camp? Um. Or do they even talk about it? Not too much. Mm -hmm. They they do talk to about it once in a while. Mm -hmm. um, it's just 
at some point, my dad met some people, and they were actually kind of able to leave the area. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they were able to venture out, mm -hmm. but it was very, very limited. limited yeah, mm -hmm. and you know, I don't really know the consequences if they mm. got caught. So, mm -hmm. so, um, but that was interesting. They had that kind of journey. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So then. They're seeking asylum from Malaysia to come to America. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. How many? So people? fortunately, we had an aunt that lived in America. Oh, okay. That so helps so much. our process was very, very quick. Okay. So I think we were there six months. So I would say April, yeah, to um, May, June, July, August, September. So around, well, maybe, yeah. Um, by the time we end up in um, America, in Long Beach, California, mm -hmm. um, it was November, actually, November, I believe, 16th or 17th of 1977. And I remember the day we landed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> actually, before we landed, we stayed um, overnight at um, Hong Kong. Okay. I think to fuel up and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, my parents think that there wasn't going to be any Chinese products, and America is going to be freezing. So they packed. They bought like thousands of turtlenecks. <laughs> <laughs> I still have one of them, I think, or somewhere. I just remember that we collected a whole bunch of turtlenecks because most places are cold. Yeah, in and November. we came. Yeah, we came from a humid area. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I don't and they bought a rice cooker. That, uh -huh. um, it should be in our antique. It's not with us anymore. But it lasted like good 16 years. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, rice is very important in our Aww. country. So That's we so have cute. to. So you, what, you just, um, did you say it was an aunt that was here? Yeah. So, yeah. so you went and lived with her? Um, yeah, she lived in an apartment in Long Beach. And so we just uh, lived next to her. And, and uh, yeah. Was, I still, so tell me. Um, how did you, how was it then, like, when you come to America, like, for your family, was the American government very helpful, like, helping your, your parents, like, find jobs, or was that something they just did on their own? Um, I think we had some assistance mm -hmm. as my aunt helped us along, um, mm -hmm. but it was hard for my dad and mom, too, because dad didn't have an English background. None mm -hmm. of us spoke English. Okay. So I remember at age uh, seven going to school with like, I don't know, what are you saying? And um, just go to stare at the wall. <laughs> I don't, I really just amazed how I even adopted languages because it really is immersion. Mm -hmm. um, something about my background is that I wasn't raised speaking Vietnamese. But I have a 60% conversation. I can understand 60% conversation without anyone teaching me. So somewhere along the line, I adopted the language mm -hmm. um, by hearing quite mm -hmm. a bit. So here I am at seven adopting another language. Um, now in Vietnam, there's a lot of languages going on. There's um, grandmother spoke a different dialect than what my parents speak to me, and that's Cantonese. And, um, and then my aunt would speak Vietnamese. So um, hear that too and so there's a lot of languages in fact I learned languages very slow mm -hmm. because there was so much in, observed in my brain <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like what <laughs> so it's amazing that I can even speaking in a full sentence <laughs> so in Vietnam there is, there's lots of different languages mm -hmm. spoken mm -hmm. just like you know European countries speaking okay. French English and Swedish or, all right you know, there's different different I didn't even realize that yeah yeah, yeah. so you have to be very just switch. Mm -hmm. It's just very common that people know more than right. three languages. Okay. Yeah, my dad didn't learn um, the Vietnamese language, he said, until 27. Wow. Now it was very common because he had to deal with business and he, uh -huh. just, he just adopted it. Oh my gosh. So um, here I am at seven, um, going to school at second grade and not knowing anything and just watching a lot of TV <laughs> so I can hear mm -hmm. it or something, mm -hmm. I don't know. And, and it, just hear it. That's just, just listen, basically listen, how you listen. learned it, just right. by being around it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the key. And they didn't take you guys separately and do like help teach you English. It's just basically why you're sitting in school or just being in the um, environment. Back in those days, I think that um, because of those refugees, uh, mm -hmm. our refugees uh, community coming, that um, the government did. Design the ESL program, okay. and so the ESL it program was from yeah, that. yeah. So that's what I was in. Okay, I was in. Yeah, they pull us aside and and learn, you know, the vocabulary words of mm -hmm. a living room and things like that. And 
So I think over time I caught on and mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. In fact, I was, I think, now when we moved from one district to the next district, like another town, mm -hmm. like, you know, from Long Beach, from LA County to um, Orange County, they didn't test me. So they just follow my, what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So here I am in high school and they're still putting me on ESL program. Oh. And, and you didn't need And it, I huh? didn't know what to do. Right, mm -hmm. I didn't know what's the policy. I'm, mm -hmm. I can, I didn't know my way of advocating myself. Yeah. I'm a child, right? And my dad didn't know anything. Yeah. So when we, when he registered me, they just, I remember these precise questions they asked me. So what class were you in? Mm -hmm. So whatever you were in, then that's what we're gonna put mm -hmm. you in remedial math and English and mm -hmm. da, 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 whatever. And it really messed up my education Aww. about the high school years. That's and, too bad. Um, and it's uh, I say it's God's grace because I had no I had no one ahead of me. I'm really the oldest one in my in my uh, family line. Um, Mom was the oldest of eight, so I'm the oldest mm -hmm. uh, of all the cousins. And by the tenth grade sophomore year, I was uh, I'm like this is very easy. I'm very boring. Yeah. And so I'm walking into a counselor office and said I need to go to college and I need you to tell me what I need to make fix up my schedule to yeah. make me get there. Yeah. I went there and did that. Aww. And she starts drafting up everything and she said, well, you're going to need to take two more summers classes in, you know, all your English, all your history, all your math to back to level, the right level. Mm -hmm. And I think because of those mix-ups, my GPA was amazing. Oh, really? <laughs> because of my G amazing GPA, I didn't need a great score on my SAT. Uh -huh. That is what I was banking on, <laughs> is that I will get a great SAT, uh, uh, a GPA, so yeah. I didn't need, because I'm not a great test taker. Yeah. So I, they're like, just take the SAT for the SAT. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So um, I, I made it through. By my By my senior year, I finished everything, and... I don't even know how in the world I even know how to apply because I applied to Cal State Fullerton and I got in. That's so neat. I got in by grace of God, by asking and asking and not giving up. Yeah. I didn't give up. I did not give up. When you when you were applying to college, you mean? Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. do you mean you were following up with the college and asking them or... No, I just didn't even know, you know, like, there's so much, like right now I'm doing it with my son. And right, there's a lot. And you, oh you my, don't know what to do. yeah, I yeah. had no idea, like, it, this is very complicated right now, I think, because back then there were like, you know, paper and pencil and... <laughs> yeah, a little more straightforward. <laughs> yeah, and people would, maybe not so much uh, workshop as back in those days, I mean, I did take SAT workshop, I made sure oh, I okay. did those things, and, yeah. but you know, I really had no one showing me the rope of how to... Uh, get through this, right? You know, and I just know this is what. Uh, when you finish high school, you go to college. You just, this is kind of yeah. my family. All of them, all done that, but they're all over the country, so I can like ask them. Mm -hmm. They all doing the same thing too. Being where they are, they had you know parents that couldn't help them. Right. So we're all in some sense have that kind of story. That mm -hmm. how we made it through is by venturing out and asking and. Mm -hmm not sitting there and doing nothing. Yeah. So that that's, that's something, amazing. That's something that that's a I really think good a lot of a lot of my cousins all did. Wow. So yeah. Good for you guys. I mean, cuz that is pretty amazing. Right, when yeah. you didn't have a uh, a a guidance, a parental guidance right. and uh, a language and mm -hmm. um I will and then just making through college was another story of how a um, I didn't have all the financial situation uh, stability. It's always been a struggle with my parents. And, mm -hmm. and going to college was even another added on stress. Mm -hmm. And I remember carrying that kind of stress uh, throughout college uh, until actually I met the Lord. Um, but the first year entering college, the, the counselor um, said, you, um, we don't know what you did on your application, so um, you don't qualify this year. I was devastated. For like, financial yeah. aid? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. I cannot hear that. What am I going to do? <laughs> what am I going to do? So um, part of my story is that I, I cry my heart out, and, and after that I got up yeah. and said, okay, what do I do? Mm -hmm. What do I do? 
And with that, the counselor uh, advised me to reapply next year mm -hmm. and um, go to a junior college. Okay. Take the same classes at a lower price. Yeah. And transfer back in. Mm -hmm. And no one even know about it. And so in hindsight, it really is my saving grace because um, I was dealing heavily emotionally. Mm -hmm. Stress level was getting very high. My, my body was just out of sort mm -hmm. and wasn't really, it was handling a lot of stress, mm -hmm. uh, lots of stress that, yeah, that shouldn't be at age 20 years old. <laughs> I had a surgery that the doctor's like, uh, you have an extra heart palpitation. Did you know that? <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. So leaving for that semester was really saving my health. Mm -hmm. and Isn't it amazing sometimes how things just happen, yeah. but they're meant to happen? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually graduated after six years. Mm -hmm. I love school, so it didn't matter it was six years. <laughs> Not just that. I didn't want to leave. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? <laughs> I just like this plan, just being, you know, told what to do, and now yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Right? So... Um, so I love school for that reason and a place of belonging, I think. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think my third year I met the Lord and um, through visiting my cousin and who told me about the gospel that year because school was very stressful and life was very stressful and I'm like, there must be more than this than life. And with that emptiness that was in my heart, bigger and bigger, I didn't. I don't know why I'm striving so hard for school. Mm -hmm. What would what is that fulfillment? Because I really won't get it, mm -hmm. even if I get it. And um, so and so many questions. You know, like what am I gonna do? And where am I gonna? You know, what am I? What am I gonna? Where am I gonna work? Whatever. You know, all these questions. And I don't. I have think any. it is like a super stressful time, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And yeah, I don't even know who I am. Yeah. You know, like I'm trying to find my who I am. Right. <laughs> I agree. I think that's probably the hardest time for almost anybody. Mm. Like, oh, real life, I have to take care of myself. Right. I have to find a job. I have to, like, have a house. I have to pay. I have to, yeah. It's sudden yeah. pressure on your head it's, that, like, oh, you, you're supposed to live on your like, own. I have to do it right now. It's yeah. Like, like, it has to be done, like, right, like, the next day or in the week. Or, yeah, right. And, like, if it doesn't happen, you're like, I'm a failure. Nobody's, nobody wants to hire me, you know. And I think it's a lot harder mm. now mm -hmm. than it was back then. Because I feel like there's so many kids with degrees and there's maybe not enough jobs for everybody. And so, and you're just like a number. Like mm -hmm. you just, you can apply yeah. to so many jobs. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's hard. I think yeah. it's harder now for our kids graduating than it was even when we, you know, did it. Yeah. But it's, it is, it's always going to be a stress. Right. Right. And did your did your parents learn to speak English at all? They did. They did. They did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My dad is a chef. A uh, because he um, when he came to America, he worked in a kitchen, Chinese kitchen. Okay. So um, with those experiences, he landed on a job in the hotel, mm -hmm. being a chef. Mm -hmm. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. So, but very limited English. He said that if he had a better um, English background, he would advance. Mm -hmm. higher but okay. unfortunately he didn't yeah. he had the work ethic of course and yeah. the amazing organization skill my father have and um, so he can deal with a group of 500 easier he says than a group of five <laughs> so tell me when you came here what was your perspective of America before you came to America do you have any idea or your family have any idea about America just a land of opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I hear a lot. And I don't know what that really means. You are six years old. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. That there won't be, uh, you know, restraints. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't feel the restraint, of course, as a child, but it was getting harder because life was going to change. Right. Did you, did you feel welcome when you came here? Um, a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then at one point, um, I know we talked a little bit about earlier that did I feel prejudiced. Mm -hmm. And um, I think for most part, I didn't have any uh, experience of anyone harming me or hating me or my family until one situation um, happened um, where I, I'm thinking is, is hatred. Mm -hmm. Because this uh, kid, <laughs> after um, she 
wasn't my friend, but uh, we I think we went to school together mm-hmm. and then you know live in the same neighborhood. So we had to go on a we had to walk quite a bit of a distance to get to school. And um, she would just have a she would just hit me. <laughs> so she was like, yeah, it was very shocking. Like, what did I do? I didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the only time I say I feel anything um, in those early years. Mm-hmm. So that's about two or three years after we were in America. Okay. So we would say, I would say about the 80s okay. when this happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about with your, anybody else in your family? Did they ever feel like that? Like they had discrimination or prejudiced? Um, I think probably a little bit because, you know, they have to use their language. Right. When they use their language, then people are not very accepting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Mm -hmm. But what about now? Like, when you raise your family, do you notice anything or your kids notice anything with that? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I Um, feel like California is. Yeah, especially, yeah. Ethnicities that yeah. were just pretty open. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we're a very unique place, <coughs> and um, that's actually a concern of our, our kids as they leave here mm-hmm. because they want to leave here, mm-hmm. but not everyone is like California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, I my brother ended up um, moving to um, Maryland, mm-hmm. and um, he says that it's very different there. Really? Yeah. Even even churches. Oh. Yeah. So. Just uh, yeah, you know, a little bit of discriminating mm-hmm. because oh, you didn't do that. <laughs> uh, like, you know, I was raised here. <laughs> like, so I think like, even though my parents try to give us the culture mm-hmm. and we had to speak Chinese at home because we that was the only way of communicating. Um, but as we went to school, or at least for me, um, my my ideas and my. Um, um, Behavior, I think, is more and more American. Right. Right. Because mm-hmm. I'm um, trying to combine the two uh, as I um, became an adult, like appreciating my culture mm-hmm. and also to um, um, be able to function and, and adopt this culture to American culture. Mm-hmm. So that was going on with, with both things right. going on. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got a chance to work with um, the school um, for quite a bit of time. And so that actually was such a blessing because it brought me to appreciate my culture. Um, because students were interested in where I came from. Oh. And what, uh, you know, I speak another language, mm-hmm. I celebrate Chinese New Year, mm-hmm. and what is that like? And those kind of things um, brought me to appreciate, like, oh, let's investigate this because I, they want to know. Mm-hmm. And and I want to know. That's neat. Yeah, yeah. Did you keep in touch with your family then in Vietnam, or did more people come over to America from? Yeah, from eventually um, years passed, and my um, relatives all came one by one. Oh, they did. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the last group was my, I think, three aunts and my grandmother, oh. and two uncles. No, actually, they all se- traveled separately, but they all end up here. Yeah. How many years Amazing. did that take for them to get over here? I'm not sure, but like maybe five years ish. Do they have to, to leave like the same way you left, or were they able to come over? They easier? some of them some of them went to China. Okay. And then came out that way. Uh huh. And um, yeah, I'm not sure how where how long they were. Um, they were in another group of refugees. Okay. Some of them yeah. went to another refugee camp. Did 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 the people from Vietnam mainly end up in America, or did they end up in any other they can countries? Go, yeah, actually, my cousin ended up in France. Okay. Yeah, because they said that they have uh, family there. So, so some so, did. Yeah, so they were going all everywhere. So not necessarily in America, but they end up in America mm-hmm. after they went to France. Okay. Yeah. So it seems like, uh, do you know, like, how many people ended up leaving and coming to America, because it seemed like there's a lot it in a California. Lot. Yeah, yeah, and then around the late seventies to early eighties mm-hmm. is when all right. the all the um, um, escape was happening. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was a lot. Amazing. Yeah. So, 
Mm, let's see. Do you still feel like America is a land of opportunity? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, do you and feel like... And it's very... I think being in California, like you say, you know, I, beside that childhood incident, I really right. don't feel like people look at me a different way or um, treat good. me differently. Yeah. Or, and I'm just in a different color skin. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I'm not human. Right. <laughs> but um, I did travel to the East Coast one time in Ohio, and I remember that uh, they, they just didn't know how to... Um, they didn't, you know, they just probably didn't know how to interact with people who are different color hair from, the, from them. So I remember being at the mall and then they were like, they're like, oh, um, they were so curious. Like, I'm like, I'm, I feel like I was a Martian or something. <laughs> I'm like, do I have antennas in my head? <laughs> because they treated me like I was an um, uh, alien. And they're like, so where are you from? So we're just sitting around, right? And I, this is my first time in Ohio, and yeah, it's, it is different, right? Because it's a lot of there's not a lot of diversity. Mm-hmm. I remember just that state was just people are very nice because they're a little slower pace. They really take time to know you in the grocery store, which I've never seen. But then there's this situation at the mall, and this guy, these people were like staring at us, like, "Where are you from?" So they really took the courage to even ask us, like, where are you from? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well, where are you from? And I said, I'm from California. And they're like, no, where are you from? And they're like, did you come from another country? And I said, uh, yeah, from another country, but I'm, I live in California. And I'm like, um, did you come from China? And I'm thinking, does, does he want to know, like, I walked here from China? <laughs> I don't know what he was asking. <laughs> uh, I just I remember we're so, we're so interested. Probably, you know, yeah. we want to know. Yeah, but, but not knowing how to ask. Yeah, it's exactly, and not try not to offend or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I even do that sometimes because when I hear you're people's just, accents, yeah, I, you're curious. I'm like, where are you from? Yeah, you know, I just. I mean, you probably didn't really have an accent even then. You, I would think. Kind of. I do a little bit. A little. I don't bit. think it's that that strong, but maybe back then. Yeah. Yeah, it's part of phasing out. When yeah, because <laughs> you've lived, lived here the yeah, majority 30, of your yeah, life. Yeah, 40, 41 years now. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, can you think of any yeah. other stories that you would want to share? Something that stood out from from things that you've dealt with when you came coming over here or your family dealing with things or and yeah I, I think it's always hard like because um, you know I didn't study the language or learn about uh, the American culture like uh, I think my my husband has the advantage he was he's he's from Taiwan and so he learned at least English and stuff but um, but I don't even know like you know, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. So, like, um, I feel like I'm a kind of person who needs to know the plan. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, well, how do you get from point A to B, you know, do, buying a house or, you know, how to do anything, you know, like this college thing. You know, who, who's going to guide me from this? You know, where is this map that I need to go and follow and tell me all the points and I will follow but it's, I think that was that's always hard for me personally, mm-hmm. and I think for my parents even, uh, you know, they they they're it's amazing. I, I you know I can't even imagine if I have to move to Russia right now and like, you know, in my age because that's kind of where right. a little bit before they did it. Yeah, like we talk about it. My husband and I were like, you know, what our parents did. Right. Um, could we move somewhere and say, start life right there and not knowing. Every, you know, you would, you would so do I think it because w- you wanted, you wanted your family to be safe. But it's so hard to fathom and unbelievable when you think about it. Yeah, not easy, absolutely right. not easy. Right. I can't imagine it. Right, and the price to pay for that, and the sacrifices right. everyone has to make, and because my my husband has that side of the fam- the story too. He didn't actually have to come by force, right? There's no. Um, you know, communism in mm-hmm. Taiwan mm-hmm. at that point, but they wanted opportunity too because it's a little bit more 
restricting, but you know. Do they have family here too? It seems like if you no. have, no, it's harder didn't. to get in here if you right. don't have family. Right, right, yeah. Our process would have been longer, but mm-hmm. because my aunt was here, but my for my husband, no, it, he didn't have family here. And and so. how did your aunt get here? He, um, she ended up marrying um, my uncle, uh, which he was in the army, I believe. Oh. It was in the military. Okay. So he served in the military that uh, kind of um, during the war us the, gave us the Is ticket. Is that how they met? Uh, yeah, on on the plane or something. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't even know like yeah that arrangement, but yeah. Okay. But because she um, was here in, that, in that relationship, so yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then does your family talk about what the war was like? Like before, like your parents, did they talk about like what they were dealing with before they made the decision to leave? You mean like... um, What was happening in Vietnam, you know? Before the war? Yeah, when they made the decision to leave, did they talk about like what made them, you know, make that decision to leave? Oh, um, I'm only making observation because mm-hmm. dad had a business and things were getting tough okay and i think it was getting more restricting for them mm-hmm. and so therefore those decisions uh, met them to that they need to make right to they leave. need to leave yeah otherwise yeah. We, they would lose a lot got it yeah um do you have any suggestions that would help people to be more understanding and open to people of different cultures or different ethnicities? Um, I think big part is just get to know them. Mm-hmm. You know, be interested in people from any background. Um, I think because of my background, I'm very curious where um, people have lives and they have a story and their story is really amazing if you get to know and ask, right? Mm-hmm. Just like what you did. <laughs> When now, yeah, if, whenever I get to share, I'm just like they're amazed. They're like, Susan, I didn't know that you came from that, and I'm like, because you never asked. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's true. Like, yeah, uh, there's so many things we don't know, and it's absolutely true that. I mean, I would have never guessed. I mean, I would just no idea, no yeah. idea. Yeah, but we all have a story, and I think that's really if you have a listening ear and. Um, to ask and to listen, mm-hmm. then you open another person's book. You That's know? beautiful. That's a good way to explain it's, it. It's open a, a person's book and you get to venture it. Mm. You know? And I just always think stories are just so powerful because you get to travel without being anywhere. You just went to a journey with me. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, you know, um, Maybe in the future, maybe I'll ha- I'll share some of your pictures because oh. that would be interesting. Oh, okay. like the camp and like you know what the from a long time ago. What? Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. So, um, do you feel that most people are kind? Uh, for most part, yeah. Me too. Yeah, I think we're very privileged to be here, <coughs> to in especially Southern California because I don't hear that from other places. Therefore, it's always a uh, back of my mind that. Um, in the future, if we ever leave, mm-hmm. um, because we talk about that, my husband and I talk about leaving, mm-hmm. that I don't know if people will accept us. Mm-hmm. Um, in another state. Yeah, yeah. And I hear that from even, it's not even from my Asian culture, you know, they just find that people are, have their you know, niche and they're not very welcome. You know, you can visit them, but they're not very welcome. So... Um, that 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 would be very hard. Like I hear that from different states, mm-hmm. different race. Um, that it, it can be difficult. Um, yeah. For in the past, I would say ten years ago, I would I didn't have a problem with that. I'm just like just the venture spirit, like oh let's go, you know, and let's explore. And now I think well, our roots are here, and we have kids are about to um, graduate from high school, and and. Um, my my husband had chance to travel um, for business, and he says, "Oh, people are all the same. They're they're just really the same." And I'm like, "Oh, that's good." <laughs> but I feel like 
in a in a corporate world and life mm -hmm. life on on the day to day as a mom is different or stages. I don't know. So we'll yet to discover that. Because mm -hmm. when we travel, we only there for a week, and that's right. not the that's same. Right. That's hard. Of hard to really know yeah what the what the, what the area yeah. is like yeah it's a good point yeah um yeah. i like to ask people what do you think humanity needs to work on to make the world a better place hmm. good question <laughs> <laughs> i think um lately i learned that to to uh, to work along with each other is to um, judge each other less. You know, we're not any better than anyone, and sometimes that separates us when we make those differences. Mm -hmm. Instead of treating each other that we're in the same side here, <laughs> you know, human beings shouldn't hurt each other. <laughs> we're we should be kind to each other because we're made in the image of God. But just. The, the sin that separates us, that makes us further e from each other, and and I would hate to see, I mean, I hate to hear that, and like, you know, why people hate each other, it's like, why are there so much arguments, and and what it really is, what, does that matter? <laughs> right. Does that, do, do those matter at the end? No, of course yeah. not. So for a long time, my family were, um, my extended family were separated um, because of issues. And that was very hard to see, that they couldn't resolve it. And, I understand uh, that. Yeah. So it's, it's painful to see that through families and through different, you know, either churches or something. But it, it's really, but you know, it's it, it wasn't. It, it's re, it's. I think it's kind of resolved, and so I'm glad. I, I actually heard from my dad that he spoke to my aunt that I haven't. That I didn't think he would ever talk to. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. In fact, um, last year I was dealing with cancer, and um, because of that, my one aunt um, who had it uh, was able to talk to me about it, Aww. which I haven't talked to her. So it was really uh, brought us together. Mm-hmm. So what's bad could come out good. True, so. true. Beautiful. Yeah. Aw, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you so much for sharing, sharing your you. story. I learned a lot. Thank you so thank much you, for Susan. allowing me to share. All right, take care. Thank you. <laughs>